DNVR Broncos live coming to you from Studio C as we will be for uh, a little bit here as we renovate the bar and uh, our studios up there. Excited for you guys to see the uh, the reveal once that's all done. But today the C stands for can you believe it? Can I believe what? Can you believe the numbers are out for Russell Wilson's <sighs> over-unders on DraftKings Sportsbook? I can't believe it. You know, I, to- I told you yesterday that I spent all of the Avs goodness money on NFL futures, but they didn't have any Broncos stuff. Like there was no like Russell Wilson stuff. So I'm very excited to, to spend the rest of my money on all this. Yeah, this is exciting. Um, and we'll get to that in just a second. Also, I want to remind you guys, Zach, out of town this week, he's like in Italy and France and he's all, all these place. other places. Uh, that uh, it looks like he's having a great time. If you don't, uh, if you haven't been following him on social media, it's a very Zach experience right now. <laughs> he's having the time of his life. He, he really is. So he will be back next week. Until then, it's me and Hank. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're still in Montana. I am I'm about to go get on a boat. Oh my goodness. We were hiking last night. Not like big time hiking, but just like there's some trails back over there mosquitoes everywhere because it was like flooded up here a couple weeks ago it was unbelievable like i was just walking by my mom and there were just 50 mosquitoes between us it's like we have to stop like this is terrifying yeah and i've only found one bite so far which is unbelievable i thought i have at least like 15 but that that put a damper on things it's so funny i'm so glad you segued this for me um because i had a take and i just wasn't sure where i should reveal that take and you just you just gave me the perfect opportunity to reveal reveal this take which is, um, in most cases, I would trade five to ten mosquito bites for not having to smell like bug spray for the rest of the day. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. I hate the smell of bug spray. And it's one of those smells, and that's probably the point of it, is the smell keeps them away. Um, it's the smell never goes away. It is on you until you shower, no matter what. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, we got back. It's like, okay, preventative. I got to take a cold shower, see if we can like settle the skin down. And that worked well because I washed off all of the the bad things, but then also just cover myself in Benadryl. Like I was just like white with Benadryl. I looked like somebody like an old man at at the beach, honestly, like just cause it's just covered. We're talking about like, um, topical Benadryl. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I was actually. So we have the, the, we have like the ointment kind, but also the spray kind. And I was like, like, I'm gonna the put the pills or the the drink. Oh no. Uh, well, we have those too, but this was way too serious for that. Um. So I just wiped the ointment all over. I was gonna s- spray down all over myself too, but I was like, let's not, let's not get weird here. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. That 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 would be kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just really hate the smell of bug spray. Um, and like, there's a certain level, like if I was with you last night, give me the whole can. I'm, I'm dousing myself, you know, I'm, I'm throwing in the towel, uh-huh. but if I'm only getting like a couple bites, I'm like, yeah, this is fine. I know. Well, it, it was just, it was wild back there. It was just wild back there. Like my mom on the way back, she was behind me and I just had to run. Cause she, she was like walking with her walking stick. She's not a runner. And, and sometimes with all those bugs around you, the only thing you can do is just sprint away and hope they don't try to follow you. But she was just getting swarmed because she was just like walking along, walking along. And it was the same bugs for probably an hour just all over. And I felt bad for her, but I just ran away. 
yeah, that's uh, that's tough. I you gotta you gotta go. No, mom left behind. I know, but I kind of did. It was like who was who's the guy with the blanket and peanuts who like has the smell coming off him everywhere? Oh, oh, I almost had it there. Something with an L, maybe. Linus is not. Yes, him, no, not I, Linus. He's not like bed bug. It's uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, just let it go. But she looked like it because there's just like swarms everywhere. It was it was unbelievable. Jeez. Well, I'm glad you made it out safe. Thank um, you. I I made it back to Denver. It's nice to be back in the city of champions, um, and the home of the Broncos. And so let's talk a little Broncos here, um, because something fun happened yesterday. As I said at the beginning. Also, by the way, everyone in the comments that doesn't live in Colorado is roasting me right now saying like, dude, you don't get it. Which <laughs> is probably true. Um, yeah. My sister dropped a West Nile virus reference the other day. I was like, wow, really? what a throwback. That, that kid um, from Peanuts, his name is Pigpen. Pigpen. That's pretty close to bed bug, which is what <laughs> you had. Yeah. I knew it was something like that. Oh, and now it's rolling into the comments. Linus has the blanket. Pigpen has oh, the box. Yep. A lot of Pigpens in the comments. That's kind of. I feel like Pigpen is a messed up name for someone. I mean, if you, or if you like, look like that and be smelly everywhere, yeah, you kind of deserve it. I not a little kid. That's bullying. Uh, I think if you have like a buddy who's like three twenty and is just a house, <laughs> and also happens to like work on a farm, like. Pigpen, that's a dope nickname. That, that would be, especially if he smells kind of bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Futures dropped yesterday, I think. that's At least that's the first time I've seen it. Um, and <clears throat> I should say player totals, which these are always yep. the most fun to talk about because they get the most specific. So, we're going to go through Russell Wilson today. And you've got yards and touchdowns. Is there anything else? I don't think they probably have uh, rushing yards for Russ. Oh, and interceptions. Okay. That was the third one. So let's go through this and kind of talk this out. I Once again, I feel like we might disagree here. So Interesting. We begin with passing touchdowns. Where Russell Wilson has his line already. Oh, you, I couldn't hear. I missed some of that. What was the line at? Okay, as in, have you seen it? Have you? Do you know the no. line? No, no. So oh. I was going to look, and then I decided that I was just going to figure out what I expect from him. So, so I went through and like looked at the stats, and was like, okay, I think that he's going to be a little bit better here. He's going to play like this many games, that sort of stuff. So I came up with my whole stat line without looking, so that I would be totally unbiased. Wow, that's I love that for you. Thanks. Um, I kind of already had like Zach and I have talked about his career stats so many mm-hmm. times that I kind of already had a, a line in my head uh, just throughout the season. So I, I guess I'm kind of the same. The passing touchdowns are set at. Do you want to guess first? I have him at 35. Okay, great. Uh, that's exactly where I had it. And the line is generous. 31 and a half. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you got to take that. Again, I mean, o- older quarterback, you know, might miss a couple of games and that's the one thing you really worry about with all this stuff um and, and i wonder if like if if you could turn off injuries like you can in the video game then maybe that lines at like 33 and a half but i mean he hadn't missed games before last year so i'm I'm happy taking that 35 yeah and i mean 
I said that. Uh, so we talked about this on bets a little bit yesterday, and I said I would take it. I would take the over all the way up to thirty-four and a half. Um, thirty-five exactly. and a half. I would be saying like, okay, that's a lot. And the reason being, these are his stats over the last few years. We're gonna throw out last year because he didn't play that much, even though it was still awesome. Twenty-five to twenty-five to six. Um, but in twenty twenty, he threw for forty touchdowns. Uh, 40 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. 2019, 31 touchdowns. 2018, 35 touchdowns. 2017, 34 touchdowns. So if you're keeping track at home, three out of the last four seasons in which he played every game, he has gone over this number. The other one, he fell a half touchdown short. And those are 16-game seasons, not 17. And that's exactly what Andre said. And... On top of that, that's a Pete Carroll offense that never see, in my opinion, never seemed to utilize Russ in the right way. It was a lot of we're going to be stuck in our ways the first three quarters and then let you, you know, pull the ripcord in the fourth quarter, much like Dan Reeves and John Elway back in the day. You do wonder if the Broncos are just going to be feeding Melvin and Javante once they get down there. That 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 part does scare me just a little bit. But I've, I've still got it 35. Yeah, that's the thing is like 35 would be an above average season for him, but nothing yeah. crazy. Um, I guess it would be it would be tied for his second best season ever. So that's a, that's more more than yeah. above average. Um, but he's shown us that 40, he's capable of 40. And the question would be, did he have like, so that, that year where he throws for 40 touchdowns, that's like Tyler Lockett at his best. Yeah. DK Metcalf at his best. Um, no tight end to speak of, really. Totally. And so you look at that and then you say, like, can this receiving group be more dynamic than that? And I would say the answer is very much yes. Yeah. You know, Nick Kendall, um, he, he tweeted out. He's Is he mile high huddle? I think he's mile high huddle. Yes. Yeah. So mile high friend huddle. Of program. Would, friend of the program. Friend of the program. Program. Um, he quote tweeted a thing yesterday. I, I think I can't remember who put together the stats, but basically said that Seattle's receivers got the least separation or they were covered up the most in the league last year. Meanwhile, the Broncos had at least one player with separation, maybe like the fourth or fifth most in the league. Okay. So that's good. Yeah. That'll yeah help. Big, that's big time. Um, was it Jerry Judy? Um, so it's like a team thing. Oh, like on percentage each of plays passing where, play did a yeah. So like, what percentage of plays were was every receiver covered? And for Seattle, they had the most, and the Broncos wow. are like the fourth fewest. Yeah. Now the caveat there is that DK Metcalf is probably the best receiver well covered in the NFL, or at least top three. That is the thing. Yep. Um, and and that results in touchdowns. You know, because the closer you get to the end zone, the more coverage you're going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the one thing there is like DK went crazy that year. Um, and Russ obviously went crazy with it, but you just think a healthy Cortland Sutton can make a lot of the plays that DK was making for Russ. Yep. Over 31 and a half. I really like, so it was 10 to lock get 10 to safer, um, Broncos legend. And Four to Chris Carson. No T even in the top four. Great stuff yep. from Jose. Great stuff um, from Jose. So I think we're in we're in locks up here. This is an easy over. Um 
And the only thing, and I'm touching wood profusely here, um, or repetitively here, uh, the only thing that stops that is, is injury. And that's something that has not at all been an issue for us in his career until last season. Yep. Again, like that's that is the thing that happens with older players is they get hurt more. So maybe maybe that's a, a trend or something. But yeah, I'm totally with you. That's a I don't I'm not worried. Finger about it. on the helmet in the follow through is just not gonna worry me. Yeah. I mean it's one of those things that's like you actually worry about it all the time because it can happen to any quarterback on any play. Um but mm-hmm. the the point being that's not a any sort of sign of things to come in my opinion yeah totally all right where one thing that i I, and i need to acknowledge here is i often say i don't like to bet on touchdowns and the same thing i say in hockey is i don't like to bet on goal scoring and the same thing i say in baseball i don't like to bet on home runs the reason being is it's just kind of unpredictable and even though i feel like over the course of a season that's a good bet Mm-hmm. One thing that I feel is more predictable is passing yards. Yeah. Um, because you don't it, – it's it's sort of like shots on goal in hockey, which is the number one thing I bet on. And it's just like, okay, you you just have to be, like, moving in the right direction, if you know what I mean. Um, and, I, and I feel like it's a little bit more predictable to decide how many passing yards Russ is going to have. And this one I actually haven't seen yet. Um, so I wish I wouldn't have seen it and I would have guessed. Um but I'll let you go. I uh, I've got him with uh forty one seventy one, which is what that's the third most in his career if it happens. But in terms of pace, because you have the seventeen games, it'd be around fifth. Right, right, okay. Um, very very good line set by you there. The line for Russ is forty one hundred and a half. Um, I got the over. Yeah, and I think I have to take the over here as well. And it it's again to me, so this is something that I know that I guess you I don't think we see eye to eye on. I really think that this is going to be a pass heavy offense. Uh and I think that the run is essentially going to be there as a setup piece. Um it's just there to make you think about it and and in more a lot more than like the Chiefs are doing it or the Bills are doing it, but still there to make you think about it so you can get a lot get a lot of play action off, which I think is going to be the main staple of this passing offense. Um, and Sean McVay has been saying it for years. You don't even actually have to run the ball for play action to work. Um, but I think the Broncos will run the ball enough for play action to be even more, more successful, more effective. But I really think that this is a pass-happy offense, and, and I just look at what – Nathaniel Hackett did with Aaron Rodgers uh, in Green Bay. And I think what he, you know, I said this yesterday, what he's here to do is obviously coach a football team, but also just like make the quarterback happy. It's like happy wife, happy life, happy quarterback, happy football team. Uh, and I think that's what that's what Nathaniel Hackett is going to do. He is going to let Russ cook. And because of that, I would probably take this all the way up to over forty-one ninety-nine and a half. Like I think he throws for forty-two hundred yards. Yeah, I, I think that's probably a, a fair bet. Um, yeah, and I I expect a little bit more running. It's tough because we kind of saw two different eras in Seattle. The, the first half, it's kind of the Marshawn Lynch 
like the Super Bowl season, the Seahawks are what, fourth in rushing and 26th in passing. It's like, okay, wow. you, just, you just ride Marshawn all the way through. Now, they've, they've been successful since then, and they haven't run nearly as much. Um, maybe not that level of success, but I do think that when you have the running backs that the Broncos have, you want to use them. Um, and on, on top of that, like if you're just playing the odds, what the, these, these receivers, we all think that they've just not been given a fair shake, like that they're a lot better than their stats would indicate. And, you know, there's, there's probably a 75% chance you've got, a I don't know, top 10 receiving core, top 15 receiving core, some, somewhere around there, maybe closer to top 10. Um, yeah, but there is that 25% chance that, you know, Cortland's a what 1100 yard guy, which is a good player, but you wind up with 30 guys with a thousand yards every year. Um, that, that, you know, Jerry just isn't quite there. That KJ is nothing special that, that Tim Patrick's putting up another 900 and, and all of a sudden your strength really is in the running game. So that combined with the fact that I think that there is a real chance that they want to just run the ball and build off the run to, to really set up everything deep. Um, I do think that at the end of the season, we'll be saying like, yeah, that's, it's a, it's a running team or a team that builds off the run again. Like, does that mean they run the ball half the time? No, nobody does that anymore. Yeah, true. I want to look at something really quick. Um, 4,200 divided by 17. That's 247 passing yards a game. Now, th- whenever you do these averages, it always seems really easy. It's like, what yeah. do you have to, you have to average 42 yards a game or something to rush for a thousand yards. Like it's nothing <laughs> crazy. Um, it's more about consistency, but at the same time, 247 yards. I think Russ is is going to put up multiple 400-yard games uh, in just shoot AFC West shootouts. Like, it's not what you want. You hope your defense can prevent that, but there is going to be a couple times, whether it's Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert or even Derek Carr at this point, you're just going to end up in one of those games where it's just like you are going blow for blow. We watch it between those other teams all the time the last few years uh the broncos just weren't invited to that party so we're talking 400 yard four touchdown games i think he's good for a couple of those this season that instantly makes the rest of this way easier yeah i mean if he does but again that's not his his game is the consistency you know which is kind of weird to say when it's all about the downfield shots but what so he had he had a 400 yard game in 2017 he had a 400 yard game in 2019 so that's like two in the last five years again could he be totally unlocked i think there's a chance but that's you know if you if you factor in some of these games where you know he he throws for 370 and runs for 35 then then maybe those count as 400 but you know, it's there, there's just these little things that eat away at these big numbers. Like there's the, the reason he hasn't been an MVP in this league is because, you know, you, you look at the 4,000 passing yards to go with 650 rushing yards, and all of a sudden you're in that total production level, but the, the 4,000 passing yards just isn't flashy, you know? So, so those rushing yards, I do think, just eat at the edges a little bit too much for him to get those 400 yarders. But who knows? Again, I mean, like this offense could be big. <clears throat> Obviously, this is the best season of his career, but if you look at uh, the 2020 season, there's mm-hmm. multiple games that are exactly what I'm talking about. He gets in a shootout with with uh, with Josh Allen. He throws for 390, yeah. and he gets in a shootout with Kyler Murray, and he throws for 388. So those are essentially 400-yard games. Um, okay. By the way, uh, some breaking news. 
here uh, in the NFL world, no, you're not getting another promotion. This okay. is a real one. I, was, I didn't um, know if this is real. <laughs> um, Baker to the Panthers uh, for a conditional fifth round pick. Yikes. That's number one a... overall pick and the value you get. You, you had the number one overall pick and you ended up with a guy who's not playing this year and a fifth round pick. Uh, as you know, as um, your return on that player, that is rough. That is really rough. It's really rough. Deserve every bit of what is coming to them. What? That's eighteen million dollars in cap they have to pay. So I mean, it's eighteen million dollars and a fifth round pick, but still, like you would, you expect better than that. Well, I'm also glad, you know, when I was going through and, and taking those win totals, I really thought that he was going to wind up with the Seahawks. I think they have the Seahawks at like five and a half wins or something like that. And I was like, well, if they get Baker, I kind of want to get that over. And I was like, well, they play the Broncos week one. I can't take that. And uh, so now I'm glad I didn't. Wow. I'm blown away. What a deal for Carolina. Obviously, I wouldn't change anything for the Broncos. But in an alternate universe uh, where they didn't get Russ, like I would be doing backflips if they made this deal uh those those are some bad times back then yes like before russell wilson yeah backflips and now you look at it, it's like yeah yeah i don't really think he's gonna pan out i think he's he's just gonna be an average starter he's he's not he's about ryan fitzpatrick but by how much you know and i would also have been doing backflips yeah yeah i mean we would have been talking like they they probably let teddy walk It's talking maybe like uh, Sam Howell or something that they got in like the fourth round, uh, and now you bring in Baker and you're, and like I'm I'm I've always been a Baker guy, so I'm you know I'm telling everyone all the great things about Baker, which again I think he's going to end up being a pretty damn good Carolina Panther. One of the things that um, happens in the NFL, and I think it's so crazy, is. Someone like Baker gets hurt, and it's not a bad enough injury to sideline you for the whole season, so you come back and you play through it, and you play worse because you are hurt, and then everyone just decides that's the player you are now, and I think that's exact. I think they'll, you know, if anyone should not do that, it's the organization itself, and I think the Browns 100% fell victim to thinking Baker Mayfield was the quarterback that he was when he was hurt and not the quarterback that, you know, got them out of their insane playoff drought, took them from a team that had won, what, one game or two games in two years or something like that, got them all the way to the playoffs. Like, that Baker Mayfield is a legit quarterback, in my opinion, and he might not be the guy to take you to the promised land, but he is not, uh, you know, a, a trade for a conditional fifth because you messed up the relationship with him. Totally. And I mean, he, you, you have to give him a bit of a bump because he's with the Browns. Like everything's going to go bad when you're with the Browns. So it's like he shows yeah. up and goes six and seven. It's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Next year, Matt Stafford, you know, like everyone thought yeah. Matt Stafford was just blah. It's because he was with the Lions for his whole career. Then he leaves one time and wins the Super Bowl. Yep. And you know, next year, he's six and 10 with 22 touchdowns and 21 interceptions. You're like, yeah, I mean, why not? And next year, they give him a running game and he's fine. So, We'll see, I guess. I mean, better than Teddy. Definitely better than Teddy. Yes. So what? what is their – what do the Panthers have? For, like, players? Sam, Sam Darnold. 
Um, <clears throat> who did they draft? I thought they got one of those later guys. Yeah, I can pull it up. Oh, gosh. Uh, did they get Sam Howell? <laughs> no, that's oh, Washington uh, football team. That's right. Matt Corral. Yeah, it's Matt Corral. Oh, uh, yes. In the Shout out to Lexi for that one. <laughs> hey, thanks, Lexi. Yep. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we still have one more Russell Wilson stat to get to. Uh, but before we do that, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Um, we got to get down to the farmhouse here soon. It's yeah. actually like an elite summer hangout spot yep. in Colorado. Um, you just got to make a day of it. Like, oh, I'm going. I'm exactly. going to the farmhouse today, and like, you go. They've got bags out there in the back. They've got you know giant Jenga. They've got all that good stuff, and of course, they have all of their fantastic beers. Like sitting on their little back porch, watching the sunset, drinking a strawberry sky, throwing some bags. That is a night. And I think we're planning on doing something special over there. I, it's not official yet, so I don't want to spoil Ooh. anything. But I think we will be heading over there. Um, so check out our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery, and if you don't live here in Colorado or near the brewery itself, just use the Breck Brew locator to find out where the nearest Breck Brews are to you. Also, DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, We've been talking about all these bets. I feel like this whole thing is just an ad for DraftKings Sportsbook, so it's a little weird we're doing this. But, uh, yeah, bet all of these things. I I wished – here's what I was just thinking. I wish they had Matt Corral lines. I would love to take just, like, Matt Corral to throw, like, four touchdowns or wherever you have to set that line. Because I do think that they're going to find a way to get him in this year. But that's beside the point. Uh, if you don't want to make future bets that take months and months to pay out, right now you can bet on golf or MMA or there's a soccer tournament going on or baseball. I always forget that baseball even exists. Um, yeah, so, so get over to DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, it's a it's an awesome spot. You can make the game same game parlays. You can bet on spreads or props or whatever. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR. Make your first deposit. You'll get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code DMVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Also, you got to check out the American Raptors. Speaking of like a good thing to do on a summer day, mm-hmm. uh, go down to Infinity Park and watch some rugby. Even if you're not a rugby fan, like kids get in free. Uh, it's a nice day to just spend in the sun. And I feel like when you watch rugby, you'll come away being like, yeah, that's a cool sport. I, I enjoyed that very much. Mm-hmm. It's so physical. Um, it's, it's almost like a mix between like football and MMA like that's that's how physical it is uh, <clears throat> so you got to go down there check it out the American Raptors is a pretty cool thing that they have set up they're taking athletes from different sports uh, all sorts of different backgrounds and saying hey maybe you didn't make it to to the highest level at your sport or maybe you did but you couldn't stick around why don't you come play rugby um, it, obviously the not all the time the best athletes in America are joining rugby. So they're saying like, hey, let's get some of the best athletes and maybe help us compete for a World Cup one day. So check out the American Raptors down there at Infinity Park. Have a great time. All right. Um, we've got a super chat here. Yes. And I just – I want to answer it. Uh, how's the days in by Wyndham Denver downtown on East Colfax? Booking my trip for week one. I love – Denver I love Colfax um I probably wouldn't stay at like a 
ish hotel um or like maybe like a motel i don't know what, what uh, days in is uh categorized as uh on east colfax just being honest that's reason unless you're just living at the dmvr bar but uh that looks like it's yeah that's east colfax well yeah i'm looking at the reviews right now uh a couple two-star reviews here um this person says uh I'm not sure it would pass the mom's the mom test, uh, as in like, would your mom yeah. be cool staying here? That I think that's a good way to put it. I I'm also, also in these reviews. I'm not I even convinced you. that this um, hotel still exists. Didn't they just uh, bulldoze one like on East Colfax? There is something that was bulldozed. I don't know what I it was. Thought, before, uh, it was definitely a... a hotel motel sort of thing. Really? Yeah. Oh, the room is adequate, clean, and pleasant. Negatives are many, however. No breakfast at all. Our coffee machine is still broke, I was told. There was no hot water in the morning. The longer I let the water run, the cooler... Uh, yeah. It doesn't seem okay. like people are in love with it. I recognize this spot. I mean, it's really... Yeah. It's not... The area is fine. Um... I would just say uh, pictures I'm seeing here. I, I it's gonna be a no for me. It's gonna be a no for me. That's probably yeah. Oh, we got some comments. Looking for walking distance to DMVR. Yeah, okay. I mean, there's better spots. There's better spots. I feel like if you're the type of person who doesn't care at all about like where you stay or like. Um, I don't know if you're coming with like a significant other, if they care or not. Um, I think you'd be fine, but you're not going to like, I don't think you're going to like your, your spot. If you stay there, <laughs> that's probably fair. I don't. Yeah. I've stayed in some bad hotels. I'd be fine with it, but I, I have two. I have two. I've only stayed in one ever that I legitimately wanted to leave like as soon as I possibly could. Um, but I, this one is definitely not that bad. I would just maybe move a little more towards downtown. It's weird that there aren't many closer. It's true. Just there aren't more. There aren't many by the bar. People don't want to visit Colfax. I, like I said, I like Colfax. Like I enjoy <laughs> Colfax. I, I think it has a lot of actual like uh, soul to it. It does have soul. But yeah, I just don't know if I would want to stay on a, in a motel on Colfax. That's probably fair. Ooh, pop the tent up if you have to. That's a good call from Alden. That is a good idea. All right. Let's get to this last stat here, which is... Oh, I got logged out. Hang on. Uh, interceptions. Did you did you put this in your line when you were, when you were making your predictions? I did. I was really torn. I... I... Uh, I I decided on nine. I was I was thinking ten is probably a better bet. Ooh, man, a well set line here. The line is ten and a half. I guess I'm under. I'm, I'm happy with you. The are. Under. Yeah, that's I, I've got to stick a, with my stuff. That's probably a stay away for you, if we're being honest. Yeah. Um, like you're not betting that if you're a half interception away from what you think is going to happen. Yeah. Um, but hang on, let me get back to uh, the stats here. You're you kind of, like 
betting on Jesus, I can't find it anymore. Betting on Russell Wilson to have single digit or ten interceptions is not a bad bet. There is that one more game now, though. Yep. Uh, and the big thing for me, Henry, is we talk so I talk so much about how I think his passing production is going to go up and he's going to pass the ball so much more. Yep. And with that, I just have to accept that there will be more interceptions. Like it would be, I would be, it would be Homerish or whatever you want to call it of me to be like, yeah, he's going to pass the ball a bunch more. His touchdowns are going to go up. His yards are going to go up, but no, his interceptions are going to stay the same or go lower. <laughs> like that's not fair. That's not right. So I, I think he probably goes over on this again in that year that he threw 40 touchdowns, he threw 13 interceptions. It's the highest of his career. Um, and that was, you know, the, also the highest yards of his career. So it, it kind of goes with what I'm saying. You throw more, you're going to get more touchdowns. You're also going to get more interceptions. At the same time, it's gone under seven of the ten times. You also have that one more game, and that could swing a couple. But, yeah, that probably makes sense. The other way to look at it, I guess, though, is that if it's kind of insurance, right, where if he's not throwing the ball a lot or he does miss three games at some point, that under can kind of – save you from from some of those other overs mm, interesting uh-huh. yeah so you could bet all three you could bet over over under yep and then you at least have like you do have an insurance policy if something bad happens i'll touch wood again uh, and a- if he has the best you know if he throws for 40 touchdowns and nine interceptions and has the best year of his career and wins mvp well then you know you're uh you triple cash in, and for me, I would quadruple cash in because I already have a Russell Wilson for MVP ticket. I was just going to ask you about that. What are those odds? Let's see what it is now, and I'll also go back. I don't remember what I got it at, so I'll go back to it. Um, MVP. Russell Wilson currently ranks seventh at plus 1,400. Players in front of him include Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. That's a joke. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and Josh Allen. I hope we don't get clipped for that. That's a joke at some point. But um, nine win Herbert gonna go win MVP. I love it. Um, <laughs> I was hoping that you would get better odds. You know, I thought maybe like the plus twenty five hundred range would be would be a good spot. But because again, like he doesn't necessarily play. He's MVP never even got an football. MVP vote. Exactly, because like he's he's going to just put together like well rounded stats have some rushing yards eat away at some of the passing stats. I I don't know. It's it's a bad bet. I'll say that. It's a bad bet. I might do it anyway, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. And I actually got it at worse odds. I got it at plus 1,200. Um, and I assume that's just because it was, like, right after the Broncos yeah. acquired him. And so they're just like, oh, we're going to lower all these markets because people are going to take them anyway. And I fell yep. right for that trap. Uh, other futures I have in my slip uh, currently, which I only have three. It's Russell Wilson for MVP. It's Colorado Rockies over 68 and a half regular season wins. What's the pace? <laughs> they are exactly 81 games in. Yep. And they are on pace for 70. Whew. That's uh, I mean, that's as close as it could be. I guess 68 would be closer than 68 and a half, but that's a. Uh... Yeah, it's a, it's a little scary, especially because they got off to a good start. And speaking of their good start. When they got off to their good start, I was like, I wonder like, if they've changed the odds at all for them to win the NL West. Well, they hadn't. 
So I, mm. I just sprinkled a little something on that at plus 10,000. I was like, I just have to do this. Like, in case something crazy happens, I want to win a um, hundred times my money. I get that's that's reasonable, I guess. Yeah, yeah, a hundred to one. Come on, it's worth never turn that down. Yeah, exactly. Or just do always. Yeah, always. But then you wouldn't have had Leicester City to win the Premier League, and you know what are you what are you gonna do? <laughs> I guess there's that. That would. The thing is, if you hit one in your life, it probably covers all the other ones you take. Totally. But... I mean, if it's a hundred to one, you just gotta do it. You need one in a hundred to hit. Really, one in a hundred and one. That's true. Yeah, and like, are you really gonna make a hundred of those bets? Like, if you just <laughs> like if I just bet the Buffs to win the national championship every year, I don't. I'm not gonna live long enough to bet it a hundred times. I just need the one. That's that is true. You'd also be getting better than a hundred to one odds. I don't think. I don't even think they really ever give out better than a hundred to one odds on like one single thing. I'm going to – let me see. I'm curious. I bet you they don't even list Colorado to win the national championship on there. I think you can get just about anybody. Um, oh, let's see. College football, team futures. Oh, yeah, there it is. At plus 100,000. Yeah, you can get you can get Colorado to win the Pac-12 at 250 so the, to 1. So that's 1,000 to 1? Yep. You never know, dude. Anything could happen. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, a thousand to one. I've got some futures going too. Or no, is that ten thousand? How many zeros do you take off? So if it's oh, plus a hundred, if it's plus a hundred, you take off two zeros. So you take off two. Um, okay, so that's plus a thousand. Yeah. Go with two hundred and fifty to one to win the Pac-12. That seems more likely. Yeah, Which wow, is still very are. unlikely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there have been worse bets made. I also so my big future. The one I wonder I what keep... they were to win the Pac-12 of the year that they did it, or I guess the, to win the Pac-12 of the year they made the championship. You you should have done that, yeah. Or I mean, like I've... the year that they um like the COVID year when they really should have played for it. Yep. I wonder. Yeah, the COVID part would make it weird. Like I wonder if they just push everybody together, like all the odds, sure. just because anything can happen. That's true. All right. So the wrap up on this is, I guess our expectation for Russell Wilson is 35 ish touchdowns. Yep. 41, 50 ish yards. Yep. And around 10 or 11 interceptions. Yep. If that happens, this season will be so fun. It's uh, all you can ask for is a fun season. I know, I know, and like, um, I always like this doesn't apply to all Broncos fans, but I always say like, a championship can like satiate me for four or five years. Like I, yeah. I'm like the the Abs won, so like I'm even more just like make football fun again mode. Like I all I care about is just like smiling on Sundays rather than being like, oh, here we go again. That's true. That, so, I feel, I feel you. so, I mean, but, and I guess we, we don't even need, you know, to, to win all these bets, you would need um, 32 touchdowns, 4,100 yards, uh, I guess 4,101 
and less than uh, in 10 interceptions. And that would just be like an average season for Russell Wilson. And even that would still be so fun. Like, I'm pretty sure if you combine what Teddy Bridgewater had last year and what Drew Locke had the year before, you don't even get to 32 touchdowns. Uh, totally. I mean, I don't think they come close. Because didn't Drew have 16 touchdowns, 19 interceptions two years ago? I think that's right, yeah. And then I, I honestly don't know off the top of my head how many Teddy threw last year. Um, He had 18 touchdowns. So there you go, 32. <laughs> so wow. you combine, like, just double, essentially double the touchdowns overnight. You made one move. It's terrible. I, I went down this rabbit hole now. Oh, 2019, Drew had seven. Joe Flacco had six. <laughs> insane. Absolutely insane. How does that even happen? I have How do no you idea. have a quarterback with 10 touchdowns? Oh, God. I, I mean, like there was also that other year where the Broncos were the only team in the NFL to not have a third receiver go over 300 yards. Or was it yep. 400? It might have been 400 yards. Yep. Like, I just... The, the desert that we have been living in is just brutal. It's been terrible. It's been rough. Um, all right. <clears throat> Before we move on, uh, I want to tell you about our friends over at... What do we got, Henry? What's next? We've got <laughs> American... Oh, we got Colorado Golf. The Rapper. All right. Um, all right. So, <laughs> we... Talk us through that. So, we're going to start... By talking about the Colorado <laughs> Golf Association. Ryan, how many golfers do you think are part of the Colorado Golf Association? Oh, my goodness. Literally all of my friends are. Um, so that <laughs> makes it really hard for me to like. So at least like 11 or so. <laughs> so four. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to say. Um, 10,000. 70,000. Wow. That's a lot. And if that you're not one lot. of them, you should be because they're awesome and do a bunch of fun things. You get to you get to have an official handicap. Um, you get access to their GPS tracking and, and all that sort of stuff. Plus, you get the opportunity to play exclusive courses like Aspen Glen Club, the club at Ravenna, the Pinery, and more. Um, yeah, real quick. Uh, as a CGA member, I've experienced some of this mm-hmm. stuff. Um, we played down at Perry Park the other day. Like that's something yep. that's a country club that we probably wouldn't have played if it wasn't for the CGA member play day there. They had like a cool event, three different formats, six per hole. Um, awesome stuff. And then we also yep. played a Cherry Creek Country Club this uh this summer thanks to the CGA. Again, anyone can do that. Um, they set up, they set it all up for you. And then also having the handicap is great because. You should have a handicap if you're betting your friends on the course and who isn't betting their friends on the course. Exactly. And right now you can sign up for the raffle. Uh, it's a dream golf vacation raffle. The prizes include stay and play packages at Wailea Blue Golf Course in Maui, Whistling Straits, a Naples golf tour and Palm Beach golf tour, as well as a $5,000 gift card to Bandon Dunes. Uh, it's a whole bunch of cool stuff. You got to enter by July 14th. 
Um, there's early bird prize of a VIP experience at the 2022 BMW Championship. You get to go inside the ropes, walk with the players, um, and all the proceeds go to the CGA community programs that help kids on course and Solich Caddy and Leadership Academy, all sorts of different stuff um, that, that help kids play golf for cheap in Colorado. So head to coloradogolf.org to get your tickets today. This probably isn't a good time for my rant about handicaps, but we need sure. to change that system up. We need to change that up. Yeah. Um, I was like really good at golf for a one month period last summer. I remember. Um, it. And like, I'm, I would call myself decent at golf in all other uh, times of life, but I was really good at golf for one month last summer. And now my handicap is just jacked for the rest of my life. Yeah. I mean, what you need, 20 rounds since then before those are gone. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think it's your 10 best scores in your last 20 rounds. Oh, that feels more doable for me. Just um, got to golf a lot. Exactly. All I have to do is just play golf every day for like the next month, and I'll just wash out that, that season last year. Yep, just be bad. <laughs> I Well, I mean, I shot 88 yesterday, so I'm, I'm well on my way. All right. Um, it I don't was know. windy, though. I'm taking that. Uh, we do have a comment here. Oh, we do? Okay. From Samuel B. Sue, uh, <laughs> who says, Hey, guys, a big welcome to Henry to the Broncos beat. I've enjoyed listening to him since his first appearances on the podcast, and I think he does a great job on the draft podcast. Can't wait to read his articles on the website and have his perspective on the show. Just one thing. Hank, are you team Zach or team RK when it comes to the Chargers? Please be Team RK, LOL. We don't need two of the three hosts overrating the Chargers. Yes, that was a problem we had in the last iteration of the show. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, I've got a lot of Chargers thoughts. I think, first of all, there's a lot of talent on the defense. We'll see what happens there. You know, sometimes you play the high-flying offense, and so the defense just kind of gets, like, worn down. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Um, That's a really good point. Offensively, like, Justin Herbert's kind of in that phase where it's like, is he really, really good, or is he, you know, Philip Rivers, right? And, and so this year decides that. But it is a little bit scary. I'll say that. Isaiah Spiller is a nasty running back with Austin Eckler, that's for sure. Um, so, like, they're good. I don't know if they're going to be great. Like, I don't think they're a top five team. I think that they're, you know, they'll they'll go win their 10 games probably. I don't know what team that puts me on. I think it puts you somewhere in between us, which makes oh. sense because I think Zach's way too high on them and maybe I'm too low on them, uh, but it's way more fun to be low on them than high on them. Yeah. Um, and most of the decisions I make in life are just what's more fun. Um, <clears throat> so I think you're probably in between. That, my whole thing bad is just, will always happen. My whole thing. Exactly. And my whole thing is just like, what are we, why are these, why are we crowning these guys before they've, accomplished anything like yes justin anything. herbert is on a crazy pace stats wise but if he was on a crazy pace stats wise for the lions much like matthew stafford was no one cared about it everyone was like oh yeah this stafford guy he can really throw the rock around and like calvin johnson's badass but no one ever said like they're sneaky super bowl candidate and somehow that happens with the chargers even though the chargers are just uh the lions with nicer weather that's kind of fair <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This bad things happen to them. Like there's always like they'll they'll get way too many injuries. There'll be some like weird off field thing that happens. Like it's just I don't know. They always they couldn't 
they couldn't find a way to win a, a playoff game. They couldn't find a way to get to the playoffs with Phillip Rivers and some really talented teams. So I don't know. They've got to prove no, they've it had, first. They've had Phillip Rivers. They've had Dan Fouts. You know, they've had legit players at that position forever. They've had, you know, you could argue they've had more consistent quarterback play than even the Broncos have had. Broncos have had two of the best five quarterbacks ever. Um, but, you know, they had some down, some big down spells in between there. They also had Drew Brees. Like, they always have a good quarterback. And that's the hardest thing to get in the NFL. And they've literally never done anything with it. Yeah, they've gone to the playoffs twice in the last 12 years. That is embarrassing. Yeah, it's terrible. They're awful. And meanwhile, like, we've got Justin Herbert as fifth to win MVP. Yeah, and again, that's one of those where it's like, oh, Drew Locke, sneaky MVP candidate. And it's like, yeah, yeah because right. he is in his second year of football. It's like Herbert, I guess, year three, but whatever. Yeah, and the Drew Locke thing, like, we all, yeah, a lot of people fell for that trap. But even then, <laughs> DraftKings had him at, like, 20 to 1. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not comparing those two. Justin Herbert is <laughs> in another stratosphere from Drew Locke. Um, but I just that that's my big thing is like, look, I Justin Herbert is extremely talented. I'm not taking that away from him at all. Um, but the Chargers have just never done anything ever, uh, and I feel like we're just handing them things that they haven't earned. At the same time, I do have Derwin James at 35 to one to be Defensive Player of the Year, and also Isaiah Spiller at 35 to one to be Offensive Rookie of the Year. How many futures do you have? An entire Avs championship worth. (laughs) (laughs) Devontae Uh, Adams to to lead the league in receiving at plus 1,200. Insane. I know. I hate that these are all in the division. I wish I'd pick something else. I know. Yeah, you're really locked. You're a big AFC West guy. Best one is the hat like... um... Uh, what's that guy's name? Rob, Rob Lowe, War, yeah. but it just says AFC West. AFC West, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Packers minus one seventy five to win the NFC North, though that is such a lock. I think it is too. Yeah, like, what else is. could happen? Packers Super Bowl odds are probably a decent bet too. Yep. Also, you talked about how you have an entire Stanley Cup uh, worth of uh, future bets. Uh-huh. I was thinking it's very fitting that the Stanley Cup is 35 pounds because I gained a Stanley Cup during the Stanley Cup run. I also did. <laughs> and I'm about to head to this lake and I'm going to be <laughs> drinking and I'm going to be eating. But next week, I'm finally going to get healthy, hopefully. Oh, yeah. I'm so, for me, it starts tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, I just got to lo- I got to I don't want to lose the Stanley Cup. I just want to move it a little bit. Oh, I just yeah. need to stop adding Stanley Cups. Yeah, no more, no more. It turns out, like watching a hockey game at the highest stress levels every other night is bad for the body in more with, ways than one. With four beers and a plate of nachos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you can't like how you can't watch a a high intensity playoff hockey game without a little something to take the edge off. Seriously, yeah, and it was every day for two months. Yeah, it's a lot. So we all oh. got it. There's a Stanley Cup in all of us. There is a Stanley Cup in all of us. <laughs> all right. He finishes oh, a couple more things here from Samuel Bisou, who oh, okay. carried up the entire comment section today. Uh, <laughs> question. How many more plays a game do you think the Broncos will have on offense this year compared to last year? Because last year with heavy boxes, we had two mm-hmm. running backs run for more than 900 yards. I think with more plays and defenses having to respect the pass for a change, we can have two 1,000-yard running backs. What say you? 
I say no way. Uh, we'll definitely run more plays. We'll definitely see more plays. Definitely I, more I w- plays. I just think they're going to be passes. Uh, let's see. I think I took all these down yesterday for the last podcast. Um, what they were? They were eleventh in rushing percentage last year. Uh, the Broncos were so like run percentage versus passes. Um, Seahawks were at forty five point five percent runs, right behind the Broncos at forty five point seven. Packers were at forty two point nine. That was seventeenth. So there you go. Just if we average those three together, you expect more a higher percentage of your plays to be passes, but you also look back and the Broncos ran the 27th most plays. Only the Jets, Yikes. Jags, Texans, Falcons, and Seahawks ran fewer plays. Yikes. That's like 1036. I think that it might be a little bit optimistic to add another hundred plays in, but it's definitely not off the table. And so I do yeah. think that if if you say 30 more runs and 55 more passes. Then all of a sudden that gets both those backs to maybe even give them all to Javante. Say it's a 233 to 203 split this year. But I, I do think those numbers go up a little bit. Yeah, I don't think you get 2,000 yard rushers. You know, uh, it's not as if the Packers didn't have good running backs. Like, like mm-hmm. Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon is a great one two punch. Um, and it's probably, I don't know, maybe we overvalue our guys a little bit, but I would say it's probably a, a little bit below Javante and Melvin. But yeah. both of those guys, I don't even think they had one hit 900. Yeah. I think, let's see, I'm pretty sure. So NFL.com, like two days ago, maybe, put together their, their best duos at every position in the league. Um, okay. I think at, at running back, the Broncos were number two and the Packers were number three. So we're not crazy go. for having the Broncos in front. No, no. And, and it almost feels kind of similar to me. Like, totally you've got the young bruiser and then the, you know, wily veteran. Yeah. I mean, if they, uh, five yards per carry each on last year's numbers would have done it. So if you can get that to like 4.7 and 220 carries, if you're averaging 4.7 yards per carry as an offense and you have Russell Wilson, you're going to have the best offense in football. Yeah. I'm really excited for this season. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, he goes on here. Um, one more thing, my opinion uh, on the clown take that Russ being in Europe will affect his play in September is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And this man wanted from this man, and this man wanted Jared Bednar fired this playoffs. This guy goes for the lowest common denominator, takes questioning the work ethic of a guy that travels to Europe with his shoulder pads and a helmet. Sorry for the rant. Thank you for giving us some sane takes and great shows, even if it is the off season and there is nothing going on. There sure isn't. Um, I can't remember the last time something like there was actual Broncos news. Yeah. Yeah. I'd spend, uh, it's been a while. I, I yeah, mean, I it would have just been like anything that happened in OTAs would have been the last news, but like since that ended or since minicamp ended, there's been literally not a peep of anything. Not even just like moving somebody at the end of the roster. Yeah. Or like someone had a funny tweet. Tweets have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> Got some some standard Russell Wilson tweets. I think he tweets more than anyone on the Broncos, which is kind of crazy to say. 
I think he does. I, I like, think he definitely does. But it's probably because he has Benito. like a social media team. Nick Benito's been all over Twitter. Really? He's had some bad takes. It's been I saw him like being an abs fan at one point. I liked that. Yeah. No, I mean the the worst one was saying Embiid should have been MVP. Oh yeah. He yeah, he walked that back, I think. Uh he would have to. There, I, think I think he said there... like damn, didn't realize that was gonna like make people so upset. My bad or something like that. <laughs> Tough to see that one coming. Yeah, Nick Benio's a big tweeter. I guess there's a lot of retweets. There was one more, I think maybe Avs related one that I didn't like. Maybe it was Jokic again. Oh, he's right. been pretty positive on the Avs. Uh, Jose chimes in. He's a kind of our statistician on the show. He says Jones had 779 yards. AJ Dillon had 803. I think the Broncos can do better than that, <clears throat> but I uh, there's a big gap between that and 2,000 yard rushers. I think we're you're gonna see two guys in the nine hundreds. Definitely. I think I mean that's was that what it was last year? That was what it was last year, I believe. Yeah. Um yeah. and I mean last year what Broncos were eighth in yards per carry, the Packers are fifteenth. Like you 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 see them moving up from eighth. That's tough to move up from, but I, I guess with a better offense in general, they move up a little. Yeah. Yeah. I, I... It all it's gonna be so interesting because we're really just guessing yeah. on what the offense is gonna look like. Like, there's a chance that Matt that uh, the whole time Nathaniel Hackett was there, he was like, "Man, Lafleur throws the ball too much." Totally. Or there's a chance he's like, "Lafleur runs the ball too much." There are a like, lot of we things have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to oh. see kind of what the offense looks like. I cannot wait. In in the the thing that sucks about these like when it's this is we will not know until week one, like even when we watch every single training camp practice, we will still have no idea what the offense is going to look like week one, because everything is so situational there. They're not like calling simulated games, you know, which is what I would do. Did I, were you here when I had that rant? I don't think so. No, I'm for me practice is stretch warm up scrimmage that's the only thing we're practicing all year (laughs) i could get behind it i I just watch these guys do drills and i'm like this is the biggest waste of time like russell wilson is just playing with patrick this is doing nothing for anyone there are some of them that seem like they aren't that helpful but yeah like see the pass rushers work on the bend and like some of those okay that that kind of stuff that to me that's like part of the warm-up like oh, okay. you warm up doing like, like maybe you know the the pass rushers are bending and the inside linebackers are tackling tackling dummies and like the <laughs> yeah. quarterbacks are throwing into the net like that takes up thirty minutes and then the rest of the practice is just a scrimmage. It doesn't have to be like a full thing. Like you could maybe do situational someday, but there is way too much not playing football at football practice. You well, what about seven on sevens? I don't see the point. Why would you not just go 11 on 11? It's good work for the receivers in the corners. It's more work if there's an actual pass rush. Uh, better work for the quarterback, maybe. Yeah, just better work for the offense as a whole. Okay. Okay, I guess I'm sold. <laughs> I like your uh... – you're you're not willing to fight against it, so you're like, I might as well just – I don't know what's in Nathaniel Hackett's brain. 
and I can't even guess. So I guess I'll give you the nod on this one. I think that like drills just became a thing in sports like long ago, and everyone's just like, yeah, you got to do drills. You do drills. It's what you do. I think you just got to play. Like no one says like. I guess some people would say this, but like you don't get better at. I don't know. You just the the best way to get better at something is by doing it. What about going to the driving range and golf? Going that's working a on warm your chips. Up. That's <laughs> you. I, you can't just take a day and go work on your chipping. To me, like working on your chipping would be like doing red zone work in uh hmm. in practice. Like you're still going eleven on eleven. You're still like you know um. You're just practicing when you're closer. But okay. golf is, is one that I definitely don't practice enough. And maybe I should be doing more drills. Maybe we got to get you on some drills. Hit Spencer and Mitch up. Might go to City Park today and run some drills on the putting green. That's a, that's a good way of spending an afternoon. Bring some cones out there. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know that you bring cones out in public. <laughs> a whistle? <laughs> to whistle it yourself? I feel like I those are the two. Whistle to communicate with yourself. Just like every time you make one, you blow the whistle. It's uh, it's positive reinforcement for the brain. So then, like before you putt the ball in a, a real golf, you just you whistle. Yeah, we should stop this podcast here. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in so much. Uh, hit us with a like on YouTube on the way out. Subscribe to the channel. You can sign up for alerts. Uh, there's all sorts of great things you could do over there, and you don't want to miss any shows, so so become, or I guess subscribe to the channel. Uh, thanks to all the members. Thanks for the comments. Zach, we miss you. I know they're saying that in the comments, uh, mm-hmm. but we will see you guys tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast.